Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk on CKCC Radio on Podbean, wherever you get your awesome podcasts. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, and I am joined by Dan Peck. I'm a man, but I can change if I have to, I guess. Fantastic. <laughs> Stay tuned for future episodes in which Dan is no longer a man. He'll be Danielle Peck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the change is coming. Uh, Glenn is not with us this week. He is on a road trip visiting family in New Jersey. So, as our patrons have the right to do, two of them are cashing in their patron rights. They've cashed in the briefcase to join us on this week's Club Cafe Brussels. Uh, yeah, I want, that, I want that briefcase back. I have stuff in it. Oh, uh, well, that's a shame. Oh, dear. It's here to show the world. It's <laughs> Winger. So, please say hello and greet Mr. Jay Winger. Hello, hello. Who All you pride, have, baby. Who you have heard on previous editions of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk before, and may recognize the name from Points or Consequences. Indeed. Also joining us... He is the host of the Cinefan Podcast. He is the host of Real Paranormal Talk on CKCC Radio. He is published author with new book coming out on February 14th, just in time for Valentine's Day, Jeff Trelowitz. Because nothing says Happy Valentine's Day like a book about a serial killer and a stalker. I mean, that, that's how they express love. Don't kink shame them. Oh, I'm not, which is why I'm writing it. Uh, Jeff, are you single right now? I am, huh. which, is, which is obvious. I is mean, there a connection to the plot of this book and that fact? I mean, are you trying? Are you trying to tell us something, Jeff? I, I, my lawyer has advised me not to comment further on this statement. Wise man, wise man. <laughs> All right, can you tell us a little bit about the book, though? Uh, pretty much. You know, it's about a single father who it's right before his high school reunion. He doesn't really want to go. And then he sees his former homecoming queen and he kind of gets a little obsessed with her. And he's a photographer for the local paper. And as all this is going on, there is a serial killer who is burning people alive. So it's kind of different things happening and his life is going chaotic. As one as might happen in such a situation. Yes. What's the uh, what's the title? It's called Object of My Obsession. Yes, I love that title. By the way, that is a great title. I freaking love that title. That's such a good title. Like, yeah, I, I I've had this idea for a while, and I'm obviously you know object of my. I just I knew that that title just stuck with it. So, <clears throat> I think it's I think it's great. I might title the episode after there this book. And people will be like, what the hell does free, that mean? Free advertising. And the episode comes out before the book, so then Jeff owes us money. Smart. I see how that works. What the hell? Plus, and there's he going to be a CKCC radio reference, it, so it kind of works out. Wait, hold on a second. We're already taking his money every month. What the fuck? Now he's got he's got to give us more? Damn. Dan's yeah, he's, he's using our copyright. First, first John Cena turns heel in the new Fast trailer, and then Dan turns heel right on the podcast. I do not like Danielle Peck anymore. <laughs> Actually, I, I do kind of question, was was Dan Peck ever babyface? Uh, I'm going to go no. I'm going to say I've kind of been a tweener. You're a babyface. 
I'm not sure what Jay is, is yet. The thing is, I, I say the most fucked up shit, yet Chris usually gets the shit for whenever he says anything. I, no I, am a neutral, I am neutral. I am whatever alignment <laughs> I need to be when I need True to True neutrals. You're in the you're in that in that uh that dialogue the uh the meme box with the nine boxes, you're the one in the middle. I would probably lean more towards chaotic neutral, but yeah. Chaotic neutral. True neutral can get pretty fucked up. If they think there's too much good in the world, they will become fucking evil as fuck to equalize that shit. Yep. I got yelled at for trying Perfect. to play Perfect a balanced D- as all things must be. Yeah. I got yelled at for trying to play a D and D character and my alignment was going to be lawful good. And they're just and then every time I would make a decision, they're like, Your character's not supposed to do that. I'm like, All right, you know what? You tell me what alignment I'm supposed to be. He goes, You're acting more like chaotic good. I said, Well then that's what I am. Because apparently I'm not doing this right. He goes, You're not you're supposed to do it as your character would, not as you would. I'm like, but my character's me. So now you're just confusing me. This is my first ever D&D session, so... Oh, boy. So I've you... yet to play, so I would be in that same... You, you would have to forgive me for not knowing these things, but... Uh... Yeah. So, Ellis is repeatedly trying to get me to play with you guys again, and I am considering it. Uh, especially now, because I have lots of time on my hands, because I... not You know how everybody cuts the cord with cable? And does like a, a streaming service. Well, I just cut the cord altogether. I no longer go. have cable, so the only thing I can watch on TV is anything that happens to be on Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus, or HBO Go. But I share that with my parents, so it's technically not mine. And two of my shows just went off the air for good, so I've got an hour and a half now every week. <laughs> so. <laughs> I wanted to address this as something that I think you guys will agree with, but like the whole the whole dedication to wrestling right now has become an overly tedious thing, and I know that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of these promotional. No, it, you know it's it's mostly WWE versus AEW on the fan side, but there's always going to be people sneaking in the other stuff, and you know you guys should like this and give this a chance. Listen. In one week, in just one week, I am expected to dedicate three, four, five, six, seven hours to WWE between three shows, two hours to AEW, and then there's also NWA Power, Ring of Honor, Impact, and New Japan. And that's just, that's not including other stuff that might exist, like MLW or anything on Fight TV. And that's not, and that's also discounting pay-per-views and specials and shit like main event. And you're also leaving out AEW Dark. That's another hour of AEW. There you go. And, and NXT UK. Yes, a 205 lot. Yes. Yeah, so there is wrestling. Wait, no one's watching that. So here's the thing: I can't watch all of it. I just can't. That's too much because Agreed. I don't have enough free time to do that. I have a full-time job. I, just to give you guys a, an example, at my job, I do I run a delivery route on Mondays. So I start at 8.30 in the morning, and it's an 8.30 to 5.30 schedule. But because Mondays are so busy and the company is constantly growing, and we're always taking on new clients and getting bigger orders, I very rarely leave at 5.30 on Monday. Often, I leave at 6.30, sometimes even 7.30. And I have to go to bed by 11 so I can get up at 7 to do the route on Tuesday as well. 
So I might only have three hours to myself at home, and you want me to dedicate that to watching Raw when Raw has become a tedious show to watch. And when Raw started becoming tedious for me was when it went to three hours. So let me just say that Hulu's hour-and-a-half version, edited version of Raw, is the greatest freaking thing ever. And I remember Pat used to watch it, and would always be, like, super raving about how great Raw was. And I'm like, well, you're obviously getting a better show than me. <laughs> and Are we watching the same show? Yeah. So, one thing Hulu turns does... out, no, he weren't watching yeah. the same show. Yeah. Hulu... Or he, was, or he was blacking out during the Lashley Lana segments. Which I haven't seen. Um, so here's what I... lucky. Here's what I started doing, and I, I think this is how I'm going to do it from now on. So, there are websites that I don't necessarily like, like Bleacher Report. I'm not a big fan of their opinion stuff, but they do really good detailed breakdowns of the show. Yep. So, I just can just read the raw results on my lunch break at work and pick out, hey, that sounds like something I might want to see. For example, um, Liv Morgan's flatliner off the rope finisher that she did to Lana. I went on YouTube, looked it up, watched it, and I was like, that was cool. I can do the same thing for SmackDown. For NXT, well, NXT, I get an hour version of that on Hulu, yep. and that's really easy to watch because all they do is they cut out the um, the squash matches, the showcase matches, but anything storyline driven, I get. So, like, I got the Dusty stuff, I got the Dusty finish this week, I got. Um, I'd have to actually well, not quite a Dusty up, finish. But... You got to the Dusty. To the dusty <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking thank, too. Thank God I didn't get a. Thank God they didn't Dusty finish that. I would have been pissed. Um, Not this year, at least. Hey, at least I'm, I'm happy for Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle. Eh, but, but yes, that's our first piece of dryer sheet news right there, is that the uh, the Dusty Classic, the uh, the crown, has gone to the Broserweights. Team joint manipulation. <laughs> All I heard you <laughs> Forgive me for being blunt. All I heard was you say blunt, and then my head went in the clouds. That shit was funny. I'll give I'll give Riddle that. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, Riddle had words with Mr. Brock Lesnar backstage at the Rumble, which that's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, the ba- the basic consensus report that appears to be accurate is that all they did was exchange words. They did not brawl. They did not get physical. I would imagine that if they got physical, he would not have won the Dusty tournament. I think if if it came out that it was his fault, I don't think they would have automatically rewarded him. It's not like they're, you know, TNA. Well, uh, well, <laughs> that the goddamn truth. Well, Riddle's known for being outspoken, but he's he's that weird kind of outspoken where he talks when he shouldn't, and that pisses me off because, like I said, I've shared locker rooms with people like that. But he also talks when he should, when no one else can, and I respect him for that. So it's a weird 50-50 kind of thing, which is why I think right now I'm just kind of neutral on Matt Riddle as a person. I'm, I, and this is an unpopular opinion. I'm kind of neutral of him in the ring right now. Um, yeah, I think he's a decent worker, but he hasn't really won me over like he's won other people over. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely agree. I'm not saying he's bad in the ring. I'm just mm-hmm. not as enthralled in uh, with him as many yeah. others are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I can't watch AEW anymore because I don't have access 
to watch it. So I don't really have a choice but to look up highlights for them. But again, it's the same thing. Hey, this Britt Baker promo sounds really good. I'm like, I need to see this. So I look it up and it's it was fucking great. Britt Baker's heel turn was fucking awesome. So stuff, you know what I mean? Stuff like that when I see something that I'm like, man, I got to see that. It makes it easy. Now, if I want to watch SmackDown, which admittedly is a show that I do still enjoy, that's easy because I still get the whole SmackDown show because the Hulu version is the whole show, which is funny that they edit NXT down to an hour, but they still give me all SmackDown. I'm sure that's just a contract thing more than likely. And I'm sure Hulu probably still refers to them as developmental, which means they don't have to give all. Yes true and that's fair like i said that's i'm still getting what i want so even if i can't watch and if if i do read that like hey this week's episode of dynamite was to use a pun was dynamite and i have to see it i will then go out of my way to find a mean to watch it on the internet so but what I'm saying is right now my way to follow wrestling has become a lot of written words and I'm actually kind of enjoying it more this way because I get more time to do stuff. And I've yeah, also like, realized – oh, go ahead. I was going to say I'm the same way where like there was a time where I would not miss Raw or SmackDown. And now I'm like if I miss it, I know that there's different ways for me to find out what happened. I remember having to watch Raw and Nitro. Had to. There wasn't an option. I had to see both. I had to watch one and I had to record the other, but I had to watch them. And it's just wake up at four in the morning to watch the Metro replay. Yeah, that didn't happen. Which I (laughs) I, did after going to bed at eleven thirty p.m. Yeah, that did not happen. You know, I, I I think back to all the sleep I didn't get as a kid, and I'm just like, how the fuck did I do that? Can't do that now. Every yeah, Monday night into Tuesday. What the? I remember the twenty-four hour gaming sessions we used to have, and now when I think about that, I'm like, yeah, that, I would be dead. Yeah, whenever I you had, got a I new game, you had to. You had to. Yeah. You had I to have days where I'm not awake for twelve hours. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm hitting. I'm hitting those periods. It's like, how am I still awake? How am I still alive at this point? (laughs) I am going to ruin myself doing this. (laughs) Getting old sucks. Uh, I think I'm the oldest one here. Shut up. I'm 38. Yeah, 42. Yeah. That's the meaning of the universe. The ultimate answer. (laughs) For the next two months anyway. Eh, You'll always be 42. Just stop aging. Did you just tell him to die? No. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Just every every year, celebrate your your 42nd birthday. Isn't that what women do when they turn 40? (laughs) Oh, there you go. I hope your wife doesn't hear this podcast, Chris. (laughs) To be fair, she doesn't hear it. She's not that old yet. (laughs) She doesn't hear any of them. It's not a subject she's interested in. Now, she's like in the room sometimes. But wait, wait until her and I do our Big Bang Theory podcast. She, she will be more than excited to listen to those back because <laughs> it's our favorite show. 
Uh, I, I, I do still have plugs to do, but I, I've already covered some news while I'm still yeah. intro. I'm still introing the show. Um, uh, Longest six, 16, intro ever. 16 minutes into the broadcast. I'm still <laughs> introing the show. But the point is, like, um, I, I, I can't watch everything. And I know that's always a problem when I say things like, well, I just don't watch Dynamite or I just don't watch... I just didn't watch Power this week. And people are like, but you have to see it. I'm like, I just don't have time. I have a full-time job that often makes me work overtime. I have a wife that I genuinely enjoy spending time with. If I had kids, it would be even yeah. worse. And, you know, I also like Loves to... Loves his wife. So gay. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> That's like that on The Simpsons. Dude, you kissed a girl? That is so gay. <laughs> when when Lisa Nelson kiss and Jimbo shows up, <laughs> but guess guess what, guys? This is gonna blow some people's minds. I like watching stuff other than wrestling. <sighs> I know, right? What? I'm currently binging Brooklyn Nine Nine for the first time. I'm watching I'm the Clone Wars. Gotham. I'm watching Clone Wars on Disney Plus. Community on Good Hulu. Show. Good show. Um. I still haven't finished season one of Community because I'm like, I'm like, I've got to be getting close to the end of the season. It's just like I'm on episode twenty. I'm like, how fucking long is the season? Have you gotten to the water, the gunfight, the water fight episode? No, not yet. Oh, that's the best. Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna let you know when I get there. Okay, but, cool. Uh, I'm genu- uh, yeah, the... And I'm doing, uh, I'm doing Clone Wars. Small episode, yeah. I'm doing Clone Wars in the recommended, uh, the recommended viewing, which you have to that's skip around. That's so that's fucked what up. I did it's too. like. When do I watch the movie? What episodes do but I watch? But that's the thing. But that's the thing. I'm I've watched because I watched. I think you watched two episodes, then you watched the movie, which is what I did. And then I started watching. Like right now, I'm, it's in that part where you can just kind of go through season one. And I'm just like, okay, we're gonna just ride this for a little bit. But thinking about what some so of those weird. episodes were, how I had to watch a th- season three episode, and I'm like, man, this would have made no sense if I had actually watched this in order because. Because like, I thought that character was dead. Well, because there's only two episodes that don't have Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> and that's the ones you're supposed to watch first. Because in the movie, she gets introduced. And then, because those were basically episodes of the TV show crammed into a feature-length film, you can actually kind of... It's like a movie, those. right? It's like yeah. three episodes, really. Basically, yeah. But, like... That's and and what I want if I want to watch a movie, I just watch John Carpenter's Vampires for the first time ever. After my idiot coworker was supposed to loan that to me on Halloween 2018. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Anthony, you DUI fuck. But he finally came through, so I'll be positive about that. And I liked it. I did. I did actually enjoy that. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I, I like uh, Daniel Baldwin doing Daniel Baldwin face through the entire movie, and James. <laughs> I, I thought James Woods was good in it. I like the... Uh, well, James Woods is good in almost everything that he does. So. That is true, yeah. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Where was my hair out? You're wearing his merchandise! <laughs> you are wearing his merchandise! Oh, God, yeah. And that was the other best part was Bobcat Goldwaith was one of the freaking minions. Yep. I met him back in college. That was awesome. That is awesome. Dude, so like... You know, and also, I like playing video games. I like yes. writing. I like doing other podcasts that aren't wrestling related. I like running my own podcast channel. That's we hit. We've already hit 
uh, you know what? I'm going to just tell you guys right now where we are because this is the end of our first full-time month, and I am genuinely curious as to how many downloads we have total. We have 166 all-time downloads. We hit our first 100 downloads in the first 20 days that we were alive. And, uh, oh, yeah. I've also... Those little party blowers going... I've also noticed that every episode of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk has registered the exact same amount of hits. So we have not grown our audience in any capacity, which is kind of funny to me. Uh, however, someone is growing their audience, Mr. Real Paranormal Talk, whose no- his numbers keep going up. I'm, uh, hell, I'm happy for that. And I'm, you know. Penis. Yeah, he's, he's getting close to doubling his audience right now, so that's, that's good. Uh, uh, I can't really gauge Jason's show because all of those episodes are old. Because we're we're putting his entire backlog like up first. Like nearly three years old. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, so I can't really gauge that, but we are getting hits on that too because a lot of people are going to hear those for the first time. And uh, and that's just what's coming. Hey, maybe I can finally get to the plugs now. Watch this. So other than these, plugging for a bit. <laughs> yeah, other than these three fantastic shows that you can listen to, um, we have some new stuff coming. As a matter of fact, and I have permission to announce this. Adrian Cotton is going to be doing a monthly podcast all about motivation. It'll be airing the first Monday of every month. Sweet. Nice. It's, I like uh, his motivation memes. Yes. So. Monthly Hi, motiv- Chris, there's a, a first Monday of the month coming up in just a couple of days. It, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, guess when the first episode is going to drop? Uh, in a couple of days. Months, right? <laughs> So there you go. Um, so that's really cool, and I'm I'm excited to hear his show, and I think it's going to be uh, – I think you guys will enjoy it. Adrian and I have uh, had a lot of conversations about it. Um, I've kind of helped him fine-tune some of his ideas a little bit, and uh, I think it's going to be it, – it's going to be good. I've got – I have to follow through with this, but I've talked to two uh, – well, I don't know the one dude, but one of the guys I worked with, he's uh, – He's a Mormon from Utah. Very nice guy. We worked together at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. He and a friend of his have actually ran business ventures in South and Central America and have an idea to start a business-themed podcast, which will not only be sort of informational, but they're also going to tell some of their travel stories. And I think that'll be a very interesting show to tune into as well. And... uh there's also going to be, and Jeff will be part of this, and possibly also Dan and Glenn, because we've talked about it as well. I'm going to be doing a mini-series, a six-part episodic series, and I'm going to rank every single one of those Disney animated movies. Mini-series? Well, from Snow White through Moana, I'm not doing the last a two. Mini, a mini and Mickey series? Yes, and there you go, it's a Mickey series. Hey, Mickey's in some of those movies, actually. Yep. Yes, he, he is. He's in like it is, two. It's odd that like by the time we grew up, Mickey was pretty much done. Yeah. <laughs> now he's back. Now he has a couple TV shows again. But like, that uh, new hey. one, that new one with the weird animation is freaky as shit. By the way, like, and and I've I've seen we we were in the hotel uh, for the Royal Rumble and we were we were hanging out and they had Disney Channel, which at the time we didn't have. So I was like, let's put on Disney Channel and watch something. I think we watched Elf. 
Yeah, we watched Elf, and then they show this Mickey and Minnie short, and it's that new animation, and it was so freaking freaky looking. I'm like, what the fuck am I even watching right now? And that's what they're basing that new ride at, at Hollywood Studios on, is that animation style. Now, granted, I will take the mischievous Mickey stuff over the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which is poisoning the minds of children everywhere. And I think the funniest thing I ever saw from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was uh, my brother-in-law mentioned this because, of course, my sister's kids all love Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, as do most children. And he's like, he's like, you know, I can sum up the show and its awfulness in one scene. They need to know how to patch a balloon. And Goofy goes, I know what'll do it. A bologna sandwich. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> and if that doesn't just sum it up right there. Lol random. Just. No. I think I speak no. for everyone when I say, huh? What? And they've done cartoons in the freaking 40s where Goofy was a good hand. Well, he was screwing up a lot, but he was a handyman. What the hell happened? And he did all those sports, too. Ah, that was good oh, stuff. Yeah, Goofy fucks, so that's why he's stupid now. Goofy's got a son. Yep. Don Donald and Mickey got nieces and nephews, but Goofy's got a son. And whose kids are Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Because Donald's their uncle Della and Scrooge's their uncle. Della Duck. Well, I, don't, I guess we don't know who the father is. But yes, Della Duck is the mother. And they hey, actually, if, if, of all of the gentleman friends that your mom knows are referred to as your uncle, that means she's God. <laughs> yes, I mean, um, well, he is. Well, he is a sailor, so <laughs> he's been. He's a sailor. <laughs> take him down. He's been he's all land. over the place. <laughs> so yes, so please keep supporting us on Podbean. Listen to those shows. We do have partner shows. We have Jason Cantwell's Ring Russ. Uh, I'm sorry, I should say Mark Jabroni's Ring Rust, because that's his stage name. I just totally shot on him. Sorry, bud. I keep you kayfabe, bro. Keeping kayfabe. Uh, Blake and Sal celebrated episode 300 recently. Uh, Matt Hardman just uploaded a new episode of Race Nerd to give you some of that off-season blues. We've already mentioned Jeff's show, Cinefan. You can check that out every week. Uh, and then a new announcement coming. Well, I've, I am transferring over the non-podcast elements to CKCC Radio. So if you were a fan of Brian Beinman's artwork or, artwork or Heather Quinn's photos, you can still see them and you can still purchase stuff. In fact, Heather is selling Valentine's Day cards that she posed for. You can buy those by sending her a message. And Brian is currently taking more, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the word, commissions. commissions? Yeah, the thing I did, commissioner. Jesus Christ, he is taking more commissions for his artwork moving forward. And new announcement, and I guess I can't really blow the spot because he already told me he's doing his first blog in February. But my buddy Mark Adams is going to be writing a movie review blog that I think will be very entertaining for you guys. He is going to see something new in the theater and then review something classic in each in each article. And we are. I am going to be happily promoting that as a partner of CKCC Radio. We good, Dan? It's finally time for trivia. <laughs> you know, we never gave the answer last week on the Patreon show. Yeah, we. So I guess you guys are gonna find out right now. You can guess though. Rain as NXT Tag Team Champion. 
It's technically just one person. That person's Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. Because he's been champion. Because Bobby Fish has multiple injuries, he's been champion with different people. In fact, one of those reigns, everybody counted, including Adam Cole. Yep. So. Because he made official defense with him. They've, they they freebirded that shit. So that's the answer there. Uh, uh, Bobby Fish is only now just over a year. Uh, and Kyle is like almost, he's like at a year and like two thirds or you something know, like that. Bobby Fish he's in the high, a... mid to high 500s. And Bobby Fish was like exactly a year when I just, uh, when I looked it up last week before the show. Yep, keep rocking that air guitar on that belt, Kyle. So that was I the love, answer, KOR. I love that. But now for the new question. That old chestnut, remember, remember that? Remember them? I mean, they exist again for the last few years now, so. But they used to exist back in, like, 02. Smash on their first major event. I didn't know MLW was around then. Huh. MLW came out after WCW and ECW closed. I actually didn't know that. So, and yeah, I won't. And I they won't. had, like, Joey Styles doing a commentary, and they had all they had a lot of the guys that didn't get signed. See, when, when, you, when, I, when I see the question here and it says opening match for their first major event, I'm like, well, it was probably recent, so I'm thinking about recent people. And now you're saying oh two, so now I really don't know. It's like from June or July of 2002. Okay, I'm, I'll look forward to hearing that. And well, think about what WCW slash ECW guys didn't go to WWE and didn't have a good enough WCW contract that they got paid enough. Yeah, that they would take bookings. You can figure that out, I'm sure. All right, so let's let's go over some news that happened this week in the world of wrestling. Uh, I have to read this exactly the way Glenn wrote it in the notes because I think it's hysterical. <laughs> Actually, but... I wrote it, but he edited it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Andrade pissed hot. That's one way to word it, I suppose. Yep. Yes. Andrade failed. He failed the wellness test. He'll be suspended for 30 days. So to write him off TV, they had Umberto Carrillo DDT him onto concrete. And he's still the champ. So that that that's a ting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not in favor of him still being champ. Nor am I. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm not in favor of him because he's a filthy Mexican and he's United States champion. Oh my goodness! Okay. Not touching that one. <laughs> no. Me anyway. Uh, we I have... like him, but yeah, you fucked up. So here we got an injury report for you. Uh, possible concussion for Samoa Joe on Monday Night Raw. Unconfirmed at this point. Uh, Sasha Banks out with undisclosed injury. That's why she wasn't in the Rumble or even been on TV. That was part Sasha of Sasha Banks her out. injured. No. Yeah, that's Samoa happened. Joe injured. No. That's a yeah yeah. yeah I know. Okay. Yeah, that's this fair is point. <laughs> this is not breaking news. I know. Uh, uh, AJ Styles was injured at the Rumble. Uh, we, yep. I, I think a lot of people saw he was talking to the refs, and then basically when Edge went to get him, he said, hey, throw me out, and just yep. put put himself out. We still don't know what the injury is or what a timetable return. Uh, what I've seen, it's his shoulder, uh, like four to six weeks. Uh, it was off the that's bump not, he took from the spear. Yeah, that's not so bad. 
And he said it was his own fault because he was just trying to make the spear look good to help Edge and just got too excited. AJ is a consummate professional. So, like, if it was his fault, he's going to be one of those guys who will totally admit to it. Yep. He's not going to blame somebody or, you know, that's that's not who AJ Styles is. Right. Looking forward to that Edge-AJ feud. Hopefully for Mania. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. Pants off for that. Except I don't want to see Edge take the Styles Clash. No. Uh, that, that's why he's got other moves. Actually, the Styles Clash is actually pretty safe for your head if you know how to, to take it. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want him you're, to risk it. <laughs> like you're going to be taking a freaking pile driver, you will die. Yes. Unless you're Kota Ibushi, or no, not Kota Ibushi. It was uh, Yoshitatsu, wasn't it, who uh, broke his neck off of it. And broke his neck. Yeah. A few people have done it because they go like, oh, I'm between his legs. I need to duck. And he's like, that's <laughs> not my finisher, bro. Yeah. I, I get yeah. it because it, it does. Roddy, like, like, it literally goes against stuff that you learn in training. So I get it. Um, but let's talk about. Well, we'll talk. This will be covered a lot more on the VIP show, Edge's official return at the Rumble. But we'll talk about the details of it right here. He is currently on a three year special attraction deal. He was offered huge money, and AEW actually matched WWE's offer and gave him a pro- offered him a producer role. But it's clear that Edge chose his home promotion over AEW, and pr- I know there's been a lot of people who like, well, he blew an opportunity because that would have been shocking and other stuff. And I'm like, no, I bet you he took that deal because it was going to be the easier one. Yeah. Because you know he's not going to do house shows. Not that AEW runs a lot of house shows, but... They run zero. Yeah, well... Yeah. For now, you don't know that in the next three years they won't start. By the way, and I... Uh... His wife also works for WWE still. Yeah, that probably... Yeah. I like to see that. Because I see too many couples where one works one place and another person works another place. Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Who are both big stars on their respective Dr. Britt Baker, please. I know, I know, I love it. Oh my god, her promo is great. spent seven years in evil dental school. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) And that is your Austin Powers quote for the day. And we really just went back to 1997 right there. That is fantastic. A little tempered sea bass? (laughs) With a freaking laser on its head? This is fun. Uh, the, Bella is tw- the Bella Twins are pregnant. Yes, both Bella Twins are pregnant. Should make for a great storyline on Total Bellas. Oh my god, which I no longer watch. They're both trying to take Daniel Bryan's V-card. <laughs> <laughs> Remember there were those episodes I mean, where Nikki was trying to go out with them too. Say 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 what you will about storyline is. Say what you will about the Bellas. That's some dedication to twin magic right there. Fucking storyline was he said he was vegan. They thought he said virgin. They were both trying to fuck. (laughs) That's right. That was a storyline on television, like during the PG years ago as well. Let's not forget that part. I had forgotten that, and I wish I still had forgotten it. Thanks a lot. 
I've probably I remember almost everything I've seen. <laughs> I it, it's sad when somebody brings something like that up yet, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot that that existed. But then I hear it, and all the details come back. I'm like, great, thanks. It's like, yeah, why brain can you not help me remember the important stuff? But I remember stupid stuff like this. Well, this stupid storyline. To be to be ago. fair. To be, to, fair, be fair. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, is involving a Bella Twin storyline. So, right. I I don't blame anybody for not remembering a Bella Twin storyline. The only one I really remember is the "I wish you died in the womb." That's one of those ones you can't forget because because it, was it is that the worst bad. bit of acting I have not, ever you seen. You can't you can't forget it unless you drink more heavily than is recommended Not, by any medical professional. Nikki Bella's acting was so bad that you could actually have called it Shades of Eva Marie. No, it was worse Damn. than Eva Marie. Don't you put that evil on Nikki. And and Eva and Eva Marie's acting was so bad it almost almost reached Sable levels. <laughs> Sable. And I can say that cuz I'm rewatching 2003 2004 right now. And she's in it, and I'm just like, return. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of storylines, I forgot about Sable tried to seduce the one-legged kid, and he was yep. just as bad an actor as she was. Yep. Uh, oh, Zach Gowan has a name. Yeah, jeez, the one-legged guy. He's one of the handicapped heroes with Gregory Irons. I know. Yep. Gregory Irons got a fucked up arm. I know who Gregory Irons is. I've never I've met him. I've never met Zach. I have heard that he is a stand-up guy though. He's cool to hang out with in the locker room. So that's good. Because I understand his reputation then was pretty shitty, but that could just be an example of, well, you've got one leg, we're going to put you on TV and that can that can just blow up anybody's head if they're not ready. And also remember, look let's look at who this kid was put in the ring with during his first run. Brock Lesnar. Hogan Piper, Lesnar, McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> yeah, all the that will go to stars. anybody's head. I'm sorry. Anymore, yeah, one guy true. that was green as shit, and then Vince McMahon. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? I can't believe I'm bringing this up. Oh shit! Oh, Zach no. Gowan almost killed Vince. Yep. He he hit him so hard with the with the chair. Vince, it basically cut like an artery, and Vince was gushing blood. That's he bled almost like a flare. Oh, oh he was it was pouring out at one point. Yeah, but without Vince's bloody face, we wouldn't have that you know evil Vince McMahon blood goblin uh, shot from the WrestleMania when he popped above the ring with that evil smile on his face. Get you anything with that evil smile. <laughs> Everybody's got a drug dealer on speed dial. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Guys, I can't believe... I cannot believe I'm about to do this. I'm about to talk about Van Hammer in 2020. Wait. Yeah, what year is it? Yes. Heavy Metal Van Hammer. Does anybody actually remember Heavy Metal Van Hammer, the only heavy metalist who couldn't actually play guitar? Dude, he had... 
Did, does anybody remember he had dynamic dude heat? Because when people realized the dynamic dudes couldn't actually skateboard and they, they were just posers, that they just turned on them so hardcore. And Van Hammer was the same thing when they realized he couldn't play guitar. Everybody hated him because of that. Hard to believe John Laryngitis was a poser. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love the story of... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I can skateboard. Posers is a human being every day. I love the story of the giant bedsheet sign that said Johnny Shucks Zane, Shane's dick that was hanging up in the rafters and the, the camera caught it and everything. Oh, dynamic dudes. Uh, but yes, Van Hammer Van was Hammer, yes. busted on a DUI, which is bad enough. Cause if you so he was Van Hammered? He was Van ha- <laughs> I think I know what the title of the episode is now. Oh, we have no, to come on. Give, give Jeffy Trell the, the plug for his, uh, for his uh, look. In the title. Ob- come on. Object of my Van Hammering. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're going to hybrid the shit out of this title is what we're going to do. And yeah, it's going to confuse everybody when they see this. Van ha- What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. It'll make them have to watch, listen to the episode. Van Hammering of my obsession. All right. DUI. Bad enough. He hit a yeah. five-year-old on their bike. So, fuck him. Yep. If I said it once, I'll say it again. Fuck Van Hammer. Fuck Van Hammer. Which I've never actually said because I'd completely forgotten about it. No, as nobody blames you. As we all all should. You should have stayed forgotten. Stay forgotten. Especially now. But... On some good news, the next NWA pay-per-view is coming up in April. It's at a bigger venue, and it will be the Crockett Cup. That's something to look forward to, everybody. Your next NWA pay-per-view, the Crockett Cup. So that's going to be fun. Uh, We have some quick AEW news to get through real fast. Uh, Kenny Omega is actually pushing for AEW to develop an intergender division. And that is something that I have said is the next true evolution in wrestling is overall equal competitors. Now, let me open up the floor and ask you, fine patron gentlemen, what you would think of an intergender promotion or yeah, just an intergender promotion. Pretty much. I am 100% for it. And I it depends on who we're talking about because obviously there's some that you could see being more able to compete with certain guys than others, but this is true. The, this is true. the only way you're going to find out is to put them in the ring. Well, and that goes with your basic ring psychology. If you have, because again, Lucha Underground did it perfectly. They mm-hmm. built their women as competitive with the guys and had matches where the women were competitive in a... I mean, it's Lucha style, so there's always that grain of salt stuff, but there's also um, a bit of realism there. You're, you're not going to have... Because I remember somebody even brought this up when the Tessa stuff happened. They're like, well, what happens now if she's booked against Moose? How are they going to do that? And my response was, you don't. You don't book her against Moose. Because if you do, Moose is going to kill her in a realistic fashion. Yeah. If, yep. For that kind of a realistic match, Moose would have to face someone like Nyla Rose or Nia Jax or Awesome Kong. Somebody yep. comparable to size. Correct. <laughs> but again, that's the that's the comparison factor. Well, let's use Brian Cage as the example. If Brian Cage has a competitive match with Awesome Kong, 
that's realism. Yep. If Riho has a competitive match with the Great Kali, that is not that is fake. That is phony. Rio versus Marco Stunt. Realism. Yeah. Realism, yes. And, and Marco Stunt will probably get his ass kicked. Well, and I said... As that, well, he should. Mar- yeah. Marco Stunt gets I said his this, ass I, everybody. Well, I said this on Twitter. I said the biggest mistake they made with Marco Stunt was making him competitive with everybody. A guy his size could be the biggest baby face on the roster when all he has to do is... Be the underdog. Is be the underdog, be the Mikey Whipwreck. Maybe not no Spike Dudley. He doesn't have to get no offense. He has to get some offense. A little offense here and there. But for the most part, he's going to lose everything. And if he does win, it's because, you know, let's uh, give me me an AEW guy. Any AEW guy. Just as an example. Luchasaurus. No, no, not someone he's allied with. Oh, okay. Moxley. Okay, Moxley. That's a good example. All right, so... Marco Stunt starting with Moxley, and we all know Moxley's got the hardcore background. So Moxley's going to mm-hmm. kill this kid. First yep. match out, kid gets no offense. Moxley crushes him. Maybe like a two-minute, three-minute match. If, if even that. Now. Maybe, maybe Marco gets one or two punches that do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Just uh, to piss him off. Now, yeah. now Moxley, Moxley doesn't feel like dealing with him anymore, but Marco Stunt challenges him again. Now Moxley's a little pissed. So this time the match goes a little longer with him mostly toying with him. Jungle yep. Boy and Luchasaurus are out there as as backup and everything, and maybe they'll offer a distraction enough where Marco Stunt can try to get an offensive move in, but Moxley still kills him. Now you move it forward. Now they move it to the point where they're like, where he just keeps wanting to challenge him, and he said, "Fine, let's throw the rules out the window. We'll we'll have no rules at all." Which is Ambrose's. Street sorry, fight. I keep yeah, calling him whatever. that. Moxley's strong point anyway. Now. Luchasaurus gets in and fucks Moxley up. Marco Stunt pins him. Marco Stunt gets a huge ovation over that, and it doesn't because he hurt. Finally, got that win that he was looking for. Right, and it doesn't hurt Moxley because there were no rules. It didn't matter if if Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus beat the shit out of Moxley because the he, Stunt took, wasn't the one that did the damage. Right. right, and it took two guys, well, one guy and a dinosaur, to beat up Moxley. <laughs> And I think that's the way he should have been booked from the get-go. And I think they've really dropped the ball there because Marco Stunt being able to be competitive with guys that are literally twice his size, it makes wrestling look cooperative. That's that's and, a that's a big criticism I have with AEW as a whole. Just because I don't like I don't like that style of pro wrestling because it's not the style that I that I enjoy. I like the psychological matches that make sense and. Yeah. Which is which is my main AEW criticism, and I know there's a lot of AEW fans who don't like to hear that, and that's fine. If that's the style of wrestling you like, you like that, and I'm not going to change anybody's mind. I'm just telling you why I don't like it, and it, I get mad when I criticize stuff like Young Bucks no-selling, and people immediately are like, but they're so good. I'm like, but they're not doing anything off the basics. They don't have basics. And I know that that comes back to just constantly attending seminars and everything and, and seeing all these students get trained. And then you see somebody like them who are not doing any of that stuff. It's it's frustrating. If you like it, that's fine. But if you want to try to tell me that they're good workers, we're I will have a dialogue about that. 
And the number one argument they'll always say is, well, you support Rey Mysterio against Giants. That's The big difference is Rey different. has the history. Ray has the experience. <laughs> Ray also works psychologically sound matches. Ray Ray gets destroyed by big people, and when he makes his comeback, it's realistic. Watch a watch that Ray Mysterio Jushin Liger match that we talked about on the VIP show that nobody heard us review because we need more patrons. But I heard you review it because I was the one that picked that match. Yes, you were. Yep. You watch it. Liger's bigger than him. But it's it's a very psychologically sound match, and that's the way wrest that's the wrestling I like. Because you can watch because Ray has been in the ring with literally everybody. He has battled the Undertaker, he has battled Batista, and he has battled them competitively. No one would take Marco Stunt in those positions. No. And here's the other thing Undertaker and Batista knew how to sell and work with Ray as big men. They like Taker knows when to actually go down with Rey yeah. Mysterio. Watch any of those matches. Watch how often they're swatting him out of the air until he really starts to like cripple their knees, and then he hits something off the top rope and they go down because their knees are crippled. Yep, that's ring psychology. It's basic ring psychology. I'm not, I've never spent a single second in the ring, and I know yeah. that. Yep. I likewise never spent a, spent a second in the ring, but you know I recognize good ring psychology when I see it. It's not that hard to do. Watch, watch Ricky Steamboat matches. Watch Kurt Angle matches. Uh, it can be hard because they're both dead, different circumstances. But watch anyway, any, back to intergender matches. <laughs> any anyway, Guerrero and Chris Benoit matches. Yeah, so so that's what that's what needs to happen to make the division realistic. And if you have someone like. Uh, just for example, Britt Baker, who's going to be their big marketable heel right now, and you put her up against, let's say, Brandon Cutler. I think that's a good comparable yeah. size. They can yeah. have a realistic one-on-one match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that I think is a, a good example. Um, uh, well, not that I want to see B Priestley matches, but but B Priestley's got a comparable size to someone like that, and you could put her in there with, say, Jungle Boy. And I bet you they could have a competitive match. But if Jake Hagar, if Jake Hagar goes up against um, who's who's somebody who's a bit smaller on the smaller side, I, I don't want to. Okay, Sakura. There you go. Uh, realistically, Hagar should just kill her. Yep. And what they what they should wind up doing when they go to take the belt off of Blanchard is to do it in a triple threat match so that she doesn't get pinned and doesn't make her look weak. And then also they a good quietly, idea. Uh, quietly get uh, her I'm for making her look weak. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, yes. But I mean from a booking standpoint. Yes. Not from a fan standpoint where she should be booked badly. Yeah. Well, uh, well no. As a booker, you'd want to treat her badly, too, at this point. <laughs> I suppose that's true. The Booker, you shouldn't have let her win the pay-per-view after what happened. Well, yes, that's that's true. That's That's 1,000% accurate. Accurate as hell. All right, uh, we have some New Japan news to get through here. So Marty Scroll's busy. (laughs) He's a busy boy. He's do full-time work for three companies this year, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Expanding that enterprise. He's going after JY2... 
So that's they gonna be the wrong going after the knife pervert. And you said, hey, so we got the super card happening WrestleMania weekend, and we've been announcing New Japan guys for it, and you're gonna see more of me in New Japan, and I at their show, I want to fight Jay White. So he's got yeah, Ring of Honor, NWA, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you like Marty Scroll, you've got three places to watch him. You have no excuses not to watch him. Indeed. Yeah, even I can watch him because I have New Japan World now. Yep. You can watch NWA Power because it's on YouTube. Because it's on YouTube. And uh, you can watch Ring of Honor if you want to. But I kind of refuse to watch it now, so. Yeah. Oh, I might turn around because he's supposed to be in... The the yeah, that's true. Big guy in charge. Not not that he makes all the decisions, but apparently he's the, the head honcho at making <laughs> yeah. those decisions. So there's only two ways this is going to go down. It's either going to become one of the best booked wrestling shows, just like it used to be, or it's going to become the Marty Scroll show. Let's hope for the former, where somehow whoop, he'll whoop. be his own referee. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, one of his <clears throat> groupmates is the world champion right now. So well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, more injury news this time from New Japan. Carl Fredericks is going to be out for the rest of the tour. Oof. That sucks because again, this is the U.S. tour, so it's like, oh, that's that's unfortunate. That He's a young the... boy, which puts his young boy stuff back a couple a month or two too. Yeah, and he's and he's yep. he's one of the L.A. Dojo boys, so that's that sucks that he was getting to do all the stateside stuff. So that's very unfortunate. Uh, but. As you know, we have, on the 1st and the 2nd, we have New Beginning in Sapporo, and we have matches announced. For the 1st, Ishii versus Evil, and Shingo versus Goto, and that's for the title. Yeah, well, Goto's never title on the uh, And then on the 2nd, Will Ospreay is challenging Zack Sabre Jr., that's for the British heavyweight title. That's what it's called. Rev Pro. British, Rev, Pro, uh, Rev, Rev Pro, right. And then uh, Okada versus Tai Chi, which is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. That will Those also are the first two new beginning big big shows. Another one's like in another week. And that's the Osaka show. So, watch some New Japan this weekend, man. There's going to be New Japan tonight at four in the morning Eastern yeah, right. time. Yep. Yeah, so, like, right if you're with my one friend, if I'm my not... one friend who watches the Australian Open tennis, women's final is on there, is on at like around that time. So he's gonna be up for that. So he's gonna watch some tennis, and then he'll watch the the big matches at the New Japan show. Afterwards. Yeah, I'm I'm too old to watch shit like that live. Yeah, I need my sleep. Plus, used to as we've already established, I'm the Roger Murtaugh too old for the shit. Plus, uh, my wife's not feeling well this weekend, so if she's going to be sleeping, I'm going to be sleeping. Uh, if I am up at four in the morning, it might be to discipline a cat. But, because they, they might decide that Or that's... you can just do what I do. As soon as you wake up, pop on New Japan World and watch the show. <laughs> I, I might do that, but again, it's, it will not be live, so. And then, uh, last quick piece of news here, the Fast and Furious 9 trailer came out. John Cena is in it, and he done turn heel. And we can't see him in it. Damn it, you beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) It was there, I couldn't resist. That's a ting. Um, I have some questions this week that were sent in through our 
Facebook group, Club Kayfabe, home of true wrestling fans, which you guys can join. All you got to do is agree to the rules. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a troll. And do not self-promote without permission. That's pretty much it, really. Uh, and you'll have a really nice community of passionate wrestling fans. You can play points or consequences. You can do all that stuff. Uh, we have a pretty big theme this week. A lot of uh, questions about Edge and mm. a lot of the other stuff happening with uh, believability in wrestling. Um, first question actually comes from somebody who's in the call. <laughs> and that's from Jeff. He wanted to know, would it have been better to work Edge in a tag team match first instead of a singles match just to limit the amount of work in his first match back? Um... Obviously not counting the Rumble as a match. Correct, yes. I would say yes, but I think if he feels like he can do it without getting hurt, then I don't see a problem with it. If he thinks he can do it, and the medical staff thinks he can do it, I say go for it. Do whatever you can. And that I was hope that with the way that they were setting it up, I thought, okay, he's going to work with Orton as a teammate, and then Orton will turn on him afterwards. No, well, Orton turned on him right away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, my, fr- my friends and I were commenting on as soon as we saw that rated RKO reunion in the Rumble, I was like, okay, rated RKO versus the OC. Yep. That's exactly blood, what I thought. That's Saudi blood money, and that, that sets up Edge versus AJ. Yep. That would have been cool. Uh, well, he needs a program to work, and Orton, you know, we, we criticize him for being boring, but he is a very good worker. He has a reputation for being a safe worker. So that's going to be somebody who's going to yep. be a good program for him. Or is he going to grab a bunch of chin locks and a guy with a fucked up neck? And Orton is ten times the heel that he is a face. So yes. Orton's a really good he, heel, yeah. So He should we're not seeing, be a yeah, face. We're, we're seeing some returns here to the legend killer, Orton. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Oh, is he going to kill the legend that is Edge? Well, and here's dead. the thing. I, I saw criticism. They're like, it shouldn't take the RKO because that's going to hurt his neck. Literally every bump can hurt your neck. So yeah. yeah, that's why he had to retire because any bump on his neck could have killed him. Yeah. Um, if they cleared him, they cleared him. And yeah. remember, like, they're not going to uh, clear him. Every doctor in the world besides theirs had Daniel Bryan cleared a year and a half before he came back. Yes, exactly. So, which is why Bryan got pissed. Um, Follow up question <laughs> from group member Will Mann. With the return of Edge, is it possible we will see the return of Paige to in-ring action? And, I mean, we never thought Brian was coming back. We never thought Edge was coming back. I think at this point anything's possible with the yeah. advancement well, of... Was, I haven't been, we've been hearing for like over a year now that Paige is technically cleared, but she's too scared and not interested. Slash not interested I have heard that, coming back um, but I've also heard she does... So... I've heard from her that she definitely gets the itch sometimes, so... I think it's a matter I, of time. I think she tweeted something out after Edge made his return in the Rumble that this gave her some hope. So, yeah. Hey. If she can watch Brian and Edge wrestle and be okay, that might inspire her to at least start tr- maybe going I mean, to like the performance they, center they, or something. Yeah. Edge went out before she was around. So, yep. It's been Brian nine was, years. Like, right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Long question with a simple answer from group member Randy Moyer. Do you find that it takes away from some of the angles on AEW if the talent they are supposed to be feuding with each other make appearances on their opponent's social media channels, podcasts, or put them over positively either in the media or on places like Twitter? And the answer is as very simple. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. 
you got if you're not keeping some kind of kayfabe, then you're killing your own program. And I get that that's an evolution with the accessibility of Twitter and everything, but you can still try. Yeah. If Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin are feuding, they're not leaving the arena together in the same car. They definitely won't be on the next ride-along episode together. Which is coming. Which is coming. <laughs> oh, so I, I I completely forgot to bring this up during news. Um, I don't know what, what triggered my mind about this. MVP. He's not back. Yep, it was a one-off, one-off one- thing. Yes, because technically a two-off because Rumble yeah, and technically, then technically a two-off. Okay. Yes, because he wanted his son to see him wrestle and to see him wrestle his son's favorite wrestler, which is Rey Mysterio. So that is why you hey, got the MVP there you rematch. Go. Best w- best way to go out. That and that's awesome. Good for him. And I'm that's really it's cool. We got to see him. And uh, I mean, when I saw that Ray. That Ray went over, I was like, well, that's weird for a returning guy. But then I was like, oh, he's not returning. Okay, well, then, yeah, yeah then obviously, yeah, he's going to go out just, on your back. He did that for his son. Yep. And that's cool. So good for him. I wanted to see his father coming. But yes, uh, try, to, try to do some kind of kayfabe. I mean, people jaw jack with each other on Twitter, and it's a lot of fun. The girls yeah. do it all the time. Ba- Bailey know, and this- Sasha do it like crazy. This reminds me of a of a thing at when I went to King of Trios one year. This was a while back uh, when Brody Lee and Eddie Kingston were both still in Chikara. Brody Lee rumored for AEW. I'm excited. Yep, yep, me too. Um, but it was at the Fan Conclave, you know, before the Saturday show. You know, we're we're there, and Kingston and Brody are there hanging out with fans also. And I overheard uh, somebody comment to Kingston that they were surprised they were. Uh, being so nice to everybody and Kingston just goes we got to be nice today it's in our contract and I was that's like that's awesome that is a good good dedication that's how you do it that's how you do it that is a good I just been came here so I don't get fined <laughs> yep exactly. Marshawn Lynch it that's a good kayfit I like that there, there you go and I, I I do know that there might be a couple of uh, young wrestlers who listen to this show through the uh, backbreakers training center uh, that's some good advice for you guys to keep. So that's that's a good that's I like that. There you go. I also really like Eddie Kingston, so I'm sure that helps. Kings, Kingston's a good guy when you know when he's not having some like emotional issues, like he's like he's dealt with. But See, hey, that's you know I I don't you can say that, that about anybody. That, exactly. I can't fault the guy for some of the issues that he's been dealing with. You know? Okay, I got I got one for you, and I I, I probably did tell this story years ago on the show. So this is way back in the early 2000s. This is before Matt Stryker was a star in WWE or uh, a commentator. Well, he's more of a star as a commentator now. But he was wrestling for a local indie, and we would see him at all the shows, and he was one of the biggest heels on the show. And we all knew the guy was going to actually make it at some point because he was just that good. And, of course, he does. Um, But I remember at one point during a break, he comes over, and he starts shaking hands with a couple of the fans, uh, myself included. I was there with Mike Simsack and CJ. And he's talking to us in a friendly manner, but he was doing it in like a, in like a teacher lecture. Like, you know, because we all know he used to be a teacher. He was yeah. almost doing it in a lectury way. Like he was kind of giving us a lecture. As in to, a sense. That's exactly no, 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 the no, word I was going to uh, say. No, not necessarily, but it was, it was sort of like... He was sort of, like, talking about, like, this is why wrestling is great and this is why I do it and all this other stuff. And it was, like, it was a passion-driven speech. 
And it wasn't until years and years later when I actually uh, did shows with him and got to actually know him a little bit that I discovered that was how he kept kayfabe as a heel when he talked to fans. He did it as a way of education and because of his teacher background, and that's what he said. He said, my job is to educate all fans as to why the wrestling business is great. He said, and and he would admit, he goes, and I will I will be an asshole, and he would keep distance from people he was feuding with, but that was the whole thing. He said, when you, that was what he wanted. Uh-oh. Hello? Hello. Sorry, my parents' phone. Hello? <laughs> that's okay. I don't really care if someone's phone is ringing. It's, uh, it just makes me worried uh, who's calling to yell at me for talking about. Did I, who's I, it's Matt Stryker, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's probably he's probably pissed. I just blew his spot, but but no, that's that's one of those things. And I think uh, mm-hmm. you got to keep some believability. Um, group member Matt Hardman asks, with Charlotte winning the Rumble by last eliminating Shayna, do you see the seeds for the long rumored horsewomen MMA horsewomen feud sooner uh, than later? <clears throat> uh yes i think yeah that they i think it's a given it's going to happen especially because they have talked to ronda i shana is pretty much going to be main roster bound at some point in 2020 shana is going to be on the main roster the other girls are coming with her and you know charlotte is going to basically be the uh Char- you know sasha and bailey will probably end up having to turn face for it because I don't think Rhonda and Shayna are going to be the uh, the baby the faces. faces in it. Well, Shayna, just, I can't buy her as a, as a face. Um, I, just, I just can't. I just don't I see c- it. I could. I could, I could probably book it, too. Mm. And the easiest way to do it is to have her go at who one of the most hated heels, which would probably be Sasha and Bailey. Have her just show up and be like, I'm going to shut your mouth, you prissy little bitches, and just friggin' slug both of them in the face. What you have to do is bully a bully and you're a baby fan. Yeah, this is knock, true. Knock Sasha's, honestly, hair, knock Sasha's uh, hair to another shade. I look at it this way, though. I can't see Ronda returning as a heel. I think that she would come back and they would get oh, yeah, no a one huge... You have to get that shit back. Uh, she could pro- she would probably have to be faced for the first month. And yeah. then she could turn heel. You could Triple H. Remember, Triple H came back once as a huge baby face. Welcome back. And then he got his heat back immediately because he spent three segments, including a commercial break, killing Ric Flair. Yes. True. Right after his day, his return. Yep. Yeah, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. commercial with him murdering Ric Flair. And they came back and he was still murdering so, Ric Flair. Do you guys know they changed the uh, rumble at the last minute at the 11th hour? Yeah, the original winners were were supposed to be Shayna Baszler and Roman Reigns, and they literally couldn't figure out how to book that, how to book them forward. So they decided to change both winners because that would make it easier to book towards Mania. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think at this point they would know how to book just about everybody? Don't be silly. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking they do, but the one person at the end. Good God, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem. And then our uh, our final question. This is an interesting one. It's uh, from our other published author, Adrian Cotton. Wrestling has its fair share of mystical characters. It, my document is attempting to make me autocorrect that to mythical. 
but I like mystical better. Mm. Uh, like The Undertaker, Kane, and even The Fiend, it also has unbelievable but entertaining things like Joey Ryan's penis. So with all that, why is size still a factor in believability? This is a good way to piggyback off of what I was saying about Marco Stunt earlier. Yep. And uh, and I, I think that's a very fair question to answer. But again, as I said, it's all about presentation. The Undertaker, Kane, and The Fiend are all presented in, an, in a certain way. Uh, Joey Ryan is also presented in a certain way. Nobody believes that Joey Ryan's penis is actually doing this stuff. Um, what, what, what? But nobody also believes that Undertaker is actually a zombie. Kane was actually burned and The Fiend is actually crazy. They're all playing characters. Well, uh, the Fiend, yeah, I, I buy The Fiend is crazy. I don't buy Fiend as an actual demon. Right. Like they're... Like they're... It's, about, it's about suspense of belief. And when right. you get to some absurd stuff, it makes it harder to do that. Mm. It, it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief and actually believe that Joey Ryan's penis is possible to flex someone like Scott Steiner, who actually took the bump. So why is size still a factor? Because it all boils down to presentation and ring psychology, as I said. And size is always going to be a factor because, in its core, wrestling should be sports-based. And uh, I actually think it's kind of funny that AEW was going to promote itself as being sports presentation, and they ended up actually booking shit like Raw. That that actually kind of amuses me. (laughs) I'm not even saying that as a knock or anything. That's literally what happened. They promoted their show as sports-based presentation, and they started booking match. They started booking shit like you'd see on Monday Night Raw, and I think that that's funny. That they're very sports entertainment-y. To me, that's just to me that's but the only real difference is wins and you know tracking wins and losses. Which I do like that, but then I also have an issue with if you're going to track wins and losses, that can make it really hard to put someone over with their 50-50 booking. Yeah. And 50-50 booking is a problem across the board in all of wrestling. Yeah. And because you can't, you know, if you're going to put out a, if you put Britt Baker out there against Riho and you expect me to beat her and then I see what her win-loss record is versus Riho's, even though Britt looks like she should kill her, now I'm just like, well, shit, she doesn't have a chance here. She barely won any singles matches. So then when Riho retains the title, I'm like, well, yeah, that was predictable. So that's one of those things. Um, But yeah, size is always going to be a factor no matter what, because you can't book, you can't book Hornswoggle versus the Great Khali in a realistic fashion. You know how I know this? Because they did that match and they couldn't book it in a realistic fashion. It's not possible. Nope. Nope. You want to see a perfect example of a giant who actually knew how to use his body weight to create interesting matches, watch Andre. Andre was not a technical master, but he knew how to use his weight to have an interesting match. He didn't need to be at that size. If you want to watch good Andre matches, go to New Japan World and type in Andre. (laughs) When Andre could move. Watching him like doing drop kicks back and forth with fucking Inoki, and you're like, holy shit. You want to see a perfect example of a company who can't book a big man? Watch the Giant in WCW, and then watch his debut in the WWF and compare them back to back. And 
WWF will look so inept next to WCW that you will laugh because the WWF never booked Big Show even half as good as WCW actually booked the Giant. Yeah, because did he even do a drop kick off the top rope when he was in WWE? Well, he, he couldn't because he got too fat to do a drop kick. Once the his weight gain started in WCW, so I can't sure. really I can't really use that as a comparison. But y- your point is well taken because yeah, that's. But as he got bigger, he would still utilize his size to an advantage. And Big Show or the Giant, you know, he was in that Andre respect. If he didn't want to leave his feet for anybody, he didn't. Nope. And then. They immediately job him to Austin, and he's relegated as a mid-card guy within his first month in the his company. His freaking debut was cool, but it also made him an idiot yes. on the very second you saw him. Because yep. he, he screwed up what he was there to do. Oh, he was there to help Vince McMahon win, and he literally gave Steve Austin the win. And then he called Kai and Ty goofs. Well, at least that's what he says he called them. With an F. I tongue flipped. Whatever. All right, so you guys will uh, get to be part of it, so I can't really uh, promote it for you. But for our other patrons, check out this week's VIP show to get a detailed review of the 2020 Royal Rumble, as well as a quick look back at NWA Hard Times and NXT Worlds Collide. You're going to hear a discussion as we create, as we take underused wrestlers turn them into a tag team, and then book them in their first feud. And we're going to give a big booking session to Edge. We're going to discuss who we'd have him face, who we'd have him put over, who he could go over. Yeah. How would we do it with the three years that we got him? That's all coming up on this week's VIP show. But now, Dan, it is time for you to dish out some points or some consequences. Just in time... For Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. As you know, Puxatawney Phil will see that shadow of his, and that means six more weeks of winter. We actually had snow here today, but for like five minutes, and it's gone. Yeah, which is great, because we haven't had shit in Pennsylvania, and we're way fucking further north than you. <laughs> to, uh, next week, we're going to be in the 50s. Yeah, it is hot. <laughs> it is really abnormally hot up here. Yay, global warming. Mother Nature's bipolar. Mother Nature is a bitch. But by bipolar by definition. Well, but just <laughs> remember. <laughs> just remember this is, on this, planet. this is key. If Mother Nature if Mother Nature ever gets sick of humans, she's just gonna wipe us out. The you Earth some, nice. some would so, some would say she's Nature. already trying. Yeah, she might be. We don't know. So, yes. all the earthquakes. so the game was, simply put, uh pick a wrestler. They had to be alive. And uh, what happens if they do or do not see their shadow? You ready? Let's do it. All right. If John Cena (laughs) doesn't see his shadow, it will be six more title reigns. Can we see a shadow, but we can't see him? That's freaky shit right there. I don't think that's how physics work. If he's invisible, he wouldn't have a shadow, right? Correct. Oh my god. Or is he a vampire? 
Solid matter cast shadows. Well, vampires don't have reflections. I don't know about shadows, actually. Well, if they have a shadow, they're probably dying. Because <laughs> vampires burn in the sun. Peter Pan situation where the shadow is its own being. It's independent shadow, yeah. More seeing the title names. I don't want him to full on break Ric Flair. So we must find a way to make him visible, I guess. So he can see his shadow. If he, what if I just my fat ass is in the way and he only sees my shadow? <laughs> I do not know. I do not know. Well, you're his next. Give us points. <laughs> well, he's going to attitude adjustment. <laughs> That's what you're getting. All right. If uh, if Jeff Jarrett sees his shadow, it's another six weeks. You have to listen up, slap nuts. Don't piss me off. <laughs> listen up, Slappy. I haven't listened to Jeff Jarrett in years. Mostly out of principle, yeah. So listen up, Slap Nuts? So slap it with points, yeah. or... Slap it with... A... Slap your nuts with points. Slap up some points. There we go. On the nuts. Slap... I just slapped this person on the nuts with points. Sorry. <laughs> if uh, Tessa Blanchard doesn't see her shadow, it's six more weeks of her being a cunt. She's never going to see her shadow. <laughs> just have to stay out of the lights. Okay, realistic points. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> if Drake Maverick doesn't see his shadow, it's six more weeks of not getting laid. rip i'll tell you what that veronica corningstone's a real piece of ace <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like freaking blue balls drake maverick poor blue ball drake maverick air points he should move to blue ball pennsylvania he won't be moving to intercourse pennsylvania, pennsylvania. Yeah, and Burden Hand. Don't forget about Burden Hand. <clears throat> if Michael Tarver sees his shadow, it's six more weeks of being Shelton Benjamin. Jesus Christ. Uh, See, that's a good one to bring it, bring it back. Don't leave it alone for a while and then bring it back. Yes. Yeah. There you go. More pointos. <clears throat> if Becky Lynch can't see her shadow, it's because Asuka spit in her eyes six weeks ago. Oh, what happens for six weeks? It's just because it's still happening for six weeks. We don't care. <laughs> You're not ready for Asuka. It was really cool when she got hit and she spit the thing just in the air. I like. She got hit so hard. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great spot. <laughs> Kicked the mist right out of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of getting the shit kicked out of you, just not the mist kicked out of you. Yeah. Well, we're not Japanese. We don't have mist. <laughs> we're we're not Dilophosaurus. So was that points? Okay. Was that points? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I... <clears throat> if Cesaro sees his shadow, holy shit, we have a Cesaro sighting. <laughs> 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 On earmark. 
first earmark. Here we go. If Big Show sees his shadow, it's six more heel face turns a week. Realistic points. <laughs> there's no way the Big Show doesn't see his shadow. I can see his shadow and there's no sun out right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good God. If the rock sees his shadow, then it doesn't matter if the rock sees its shadow. Actually, it doesn't matter that she's still got points anyway. There you go. If Vince McMahon sees his shadow, there will be six more illegitimate children's storylines in the WWE universe. Please see his shadow. Please see his shadow. Please see his shadow. No, don't see his shadow. Don't see his shadow. Is Lana pregnant? Yes. Did I miss something? I still love oh, wait, the. Uh, Maria shit, right? Yeah, I I still love the um the the ultimate bullet that we dodged. Was yes, the... I know exactly what you're talking about in WCW. Oh no, okay, never mind then. Uh, yes, in WCW. Uh, the the Stacy Keebler was pregnant storyline. The reveal was going to be that Vince Russo was the father. But the company went out of business before the reveal could happen. We did dodge a bullet. Vince Russo was going to book himself in a storyline where he fucked the hottest girl in the company. Fucking swerve, bro. Yeah, the swerve was he bankrupted them, so. Swerve Do you know what I was referring to? Swerve, bro. I know what you, were, I knew what you thought you were, he was going to talk about. Where when Stephanie was pregnant, Vince was going to announce that he was the father, and she's like, nope. Jesus and then Christ. he's like... He goes, well, then fine. We'll say Shane was. She's like, no, I'm not going to say any family member knocked me up. Yeah. That's so stupid. Oh, my God. That's cringeworthy right there. <laughs> what do you mean? It's high comedy. That's the best. That's some good <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> yeah. So what, what What do you say to this one, then? <laughs> Are we pointing it, or? Even was the entry because now we just, like, we went through a whole bunch of... It was, it was, he sees his shadow, there will be six more illegitimate children's storylines in WWE Universe. Hornswoggle is not your son. Hornswoggle is Finley's son. And then they, that led to one of the most forgettable WrestleMania matches ever. Mm -hmm. I was there for that. Hmm. So. That was 24 in Orlando. So, verdict? I mean, I want him to not see a shadow then? <laughs> no points? All right. You're there. <clears throat> All right. Robert Gibson sees his shadow and the sun. I was waiting for a crooked eye joke and I got it. So you get points. <laughs> if no matter where you are, he's looking at you. <laughs> <coughs> if if Vampiro sees his shadow, he dies. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jesus, that's. <laughs> It's a fucking made a vampire joke earlier, and then I didn't realize. If, yeah, if a vampire, see, I was like, trying so hard not to start laughing when you made that vampire crap earlier. 
Because he would be outside, and thus he would fucking die. Or he'd sparkle! No. No. <laughs> Vampira will not sparkle. He'll say shit every broadcast. If he only, if he sparkles, it's because he's got thumbtacks all over him. Broken glass or something. Which is the only acceptable sparkling vampire. Correct. I wouldn't put it past him, actually, because this Vampiro we're talking about. I'm sure he's been in a lot worse. Hopefully not now that he's, well, you know, battling Alzheimer's or whatever. Am I remembering that right? Anyway. Yes. Okay. Jesus, are you you the one that has Alzheimer's? God damn. I can't remember. Oh, that's I'm tired, all right? Yeah, but but you you, can't remember if I have Alzheimer's. But you made a can't remember joke of Vampiro. (laughs) Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. that made me cringe. Good thing this isn't a video podcast because you would have seen my face contort. I know I did. Oh dear. All right. So what's the verdict on this one? <laughs> okay. Uh, if Jim Cornette sees his shadow, oh no, sorry. There's no if there. Jim Cornette sees his shadow and spends twenty minutes on his podcast bitching about it. Realistic points. I mean, he does hate going outside, so. And now we are at the. So say we all. Yeah. Uh, that, we are now at the chase on Z. If Kazuchika Okada sees his shadow, it means six weeks of making it rain. Of course it does. That's, yeah, points. Why wouldn't that? Can he go to Australia? No, I don't think he needs to go to Australia anymore. <laughs> They're now dealing with flooding. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you go from one extreme to the other. True. All right. If Gangrel sees his shadow, he bursts into flames. What else do you expect to happen to a vampire? Oh, you've done fucked up. (laughs) Still one of the best theme songs ever, though. So, what's happening here? You, uh, what's it? You receive no points, and God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Ouch. <clears throat> if Van Hammer sees his shadow, there'll be six more hit-and-run victims because he wasn't watching the road. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Straight from the headline points? Good God. I'm like, today's headlines points. There you go. Penultimate entry. If Goldberg sees his shadow, it's six more Saudi shows and busting his head open on a door. Uh, yeah. I heard somebody recently say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do something stupid, like bust my head on a door and cut myself. <laughs> um, I must have been, I think it was an NWA power. Um, for the interview. Yeah, sure. Six more Saudi shows. Why not? They owe like seven more anyway, right? Don't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Another another seven years at least of a couple shows a year. Something ridiculous like that. Oh, yeah. Points for the boys. All right. And your final entry. If Jerry Lawler sees a shadow, it's probably the police arresting him for hiding in the bushes in a school zone. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there's your points. Well, Dan, you only earmarked one entry. So by default, if Cesaro sees his shadow, holy shit, we have a Cesaro sighting. Unless something else popped you enough that you want to go back on it. I thought I gave two, but... I don't think you did. What... Get so many entries all in, you know, 10, 15 minute period of time. I, don't re- I, don't, I do not... I recall... only recall one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't recall you saying you earmarked something else. I, I almost thought you were going to earmark that Vampiro one. Yeah. But you did not. You did not officially earmark it. So, but this is this is your call. Is the Cesaro one the winner, or do we have to revisit something? Cesaro deserves a win, so... Well, good. I will agree with that. <clears throat> but nothing else for bonuses? Guess not. Okie doke. Well, congratulations to patron member Jay Winger, who is in the call... For winning this sports in the English language. Default, default, default. <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure I won a game by default once too. Yeah, it it they I do think happen. I won one as well. They do happen. Sometimes there's only one really pop poppable entry. And uh and I, I get it. It's but I mean uh other than burying one entry, everybody did good this week, and I thought that was a pretty fun yep. game. I think that was, was a I was even looking because, like, we had the call out last week, and I was like, okay, well, then I'll fucking find a reason. And the only only one I found was somebody just (laughs) ripped off somebody else's, except for switch the names to protect the innocent, I guess. Yeah. Well, there you go. So thank you guys for joining us on our free episode of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. Subscribe, follow us on all the social media platforms, and remember... For five bucks a month, you can be part of our patron, patreon.com slash clubkayfabe, and you can hear our VIP show. If you want to hear comprehensive uh, pay-per-view reviews and other fun booking scenarios, segments created by our patrons for our patrons. And special shout-outs to the patrons who are in the mid-to-high tiers, including Glenn Kukan, who is not with us this week, Randy Moyer, Adrian Cotton, and the two gentlemen whose voices you have just heard on this broadcast, Jay Winger and Jeff Trelowitz. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And thank you again. And uh, Dan and I will be back next week with Glenn for more exciting wrestling action here at Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. We are signing off. Sayonara, folks. <laughs>